You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 309. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 309. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello. Well, hello. (laughs) How you doing? Oh, we were getting a little squirrely before we hit record. We always get squirrely. I was telling him, save it for the pod, save it for the pod. (laughs) Don't release all your your good material <laughs> preemptively. I got plenty of good material. Oh, don't you worry. Oh, okay. D- don't you worry. Just calm down. Just yeah. calm down. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's been a minute since we've been recording. You know, it has. We, we were kind of traipsing across the U.S. a bit. And we were a little globetrotter. Yeah, we we definitely realized we had some differences of of thoughts about vacations. That's true. It's true. So we had some opportunities for communication, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And I thought it would be cool to give you all some phrases, some statements, ways that you could attack different communication issues that come up. So today we're going to cover off nine different communication hacks. And I think this will be really helpful for you. So you will probably want to have pen and paper because there's going to be lots of verbiage, how to say certain things, ways to enter into a conversation, ways to enter out (laughs) or opt out, I guess I should say. (laughs) Exit out. Yeah. But I'm just excited to be back on the mic. Yeah, back on the mic. (laughs) You have such a good... Gonna give it to you straight right here on the Joy Junkie Show. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? (laughs) Yes, yes, it would. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, why don't we pass it over to you for a All little right. Bit? We have a little segment we do on the show. It's a little, it's my segment, and I like to call it the... Would you rather... <laughs> Jeez, get it's... as much airtime as you can. That's right. I'm just milking it today. <laughs> uh, today's would you rather is, would you rather be unable to read hmm. or be unable to hear music? Oh, man. But you could hear other things? Yes. It's just music? Just music. Yeah. I think I might do that one. You would? I can't. Well, no, I'm trying to think. I'm like, well, you know, they. Ha- I have read some of those articles that are like things that will be obsolete in your lifetime. Books. Mm-hmm. You know, like, re- you know, regular. But, but you do books. read online and. I, and know. I read a lot of stuff that my students say. I, and I was putting this one together, and as I was saying it, out of my mouth, I was like, this is going to be a landslide. Really? Yeah. It's going to be a landslide for unable to hear music. You think people are... There'll be a choice few, but I, I think most people are like, I have to be able to read. Like, it's such a fundamental I, part of our... I, I almost wonder the opposite. Really? To be honest with you. Yeah, I, maybe it's something that I'm a little insecure about, because... I, I'm not as into music as the average person. I think I, I'm less interested in music than most people are. And yeah. so I assume that most people cannot imagine their life without music. Mm-hmm. You know? And well, I'm sure there's a lot of people like that, but reading is a fundamental 
necessity. But could you could you have a workaround? Like, could you read Braille? You could read Braille. Okay. And you could hear. So if someone were to read to you, you could hear it. Well, and that because I I pretty much let's be honest, only listen to audiobooks, <laughs> and podcasts. For me, it's more so about being able to read and and like street signs and yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all that counts. And what about literature for your work? Yeah. And, and what, yeah, I'd have to do everything would have to be in an auditory everything medium. Everything would have to be auditory. Yeah. And then I also wonder about staying abreast to the news and things like that. But well, I guess a lot of that's audible too. Yeah, yeah. You can do a lot of like YouTube stuff. What would you pick? I think I would forego the music. It would be, it's a very hard choice for me because music is just innate for me. Yeah. Cause especially when you're out of the pocket. Yeah, you don't want me out of the pocket. Okay, so I maybe to, you do. I, maybe you do. No, you do pocket. not want Mr. You, Smith out of the pocket. In some, in some cases, no, it, pretty much you never <laughs> want it to happen. Okay, so Mr. Smith is giant. If you don't know, he's like six five, <sighs> and this man loves to cut a rug, and it is a lot of man coming at you when he's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get it, get it. Mm-hmm, mm, mm. It is. And <laughs> so I would tease Don't get it twisted. I can move for a big dude. You, he, he can. He can definitely move. But then it starts to get really flaily if he's had a little too much to drink. Stop. <laughs> this is where you get out of the pocket. And this is why I had to tell him, like, <laughs> babe, just keep it in the pocket. Remember that song? Yeah. I, no, we were. It was some It was song. a song that was on. And I was like, you know what would be a good verse right here? Keep, Keep it, it in, in the, the pocket, pocket though. though. <laughs> <laughs> there was another part to it, wasn't there? It's like da 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 da. Keep it in, in the, the pocket, pocket though. though. Yeah, I don't remember like, what the other part perfect. was. It was perfect. So anyway, I digress. So you love music and you don't keep it in the pocket sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with unable to hear music because reading is fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. Like all my texts are. Oh my gosh! Any, text. Any tech tech technical manuals. Would be like you can't get those auditory. Well, yeah, I mean, you could. It would just be. It would. It really gives me a lot of sympathy for people who are blind or absolutely you know, hearing impaired. Absolutely, because that's it's, kind of where this stemmed from. Real, a very real conundrum. So, yeah. yeah, I think that can be a place where we could offer a lot more grace to people too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But yeah, that's an interesting one. So, I'm, so where do you go if you would like to chime in on what you? Oh, <laughs> are you trying to give me a segue? Uh-huh. Wow, I was really not picking that up at all. Pick it up. You got to pick up what I'm putting down. I know I'm not catch picking what it I'm up. throwing because you're Please. so far out of the pocket. That's why that is not out of the pocket. <laughs> I had both hands on my pocket, and I was smoking a cigarette. And one's giving the peace sign. <laughs> so let me just say, if you want to come, let us know what you would rather. We go. talk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we we're a little bit silly today. You can find us over at our little precious little corner of Facebook in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. If you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, that redirects you right over there. And it is so much fun. Every single Monday, we talk about the would you rather and everybody has their different reasons for what they would choose and we get to know each other a little better. I do a bonus training every Thursday where I sound off on questions that have come up from the community. So you can get specific answers and solutions to things that you're contending with right now. And I lovingly call those Q and Slay Thursdays. We do New Friends Friday, Open Mic Tuesday, Warm Fuzzy Wednesday. There's all sorts of stuff going on over there. So get your ass to the club. 
clubhouse, the little clubhouse. Isn't that after hours of some sort? It is after, after hours. Thejoyjunkie.com slash club that will get you to our little corner over there. It's super fun. And everyone's awesome and supportive and nobody's trying to sell you bullshit. Like we keep it really streamlined and on point. So how about we talk about some communication hacks? What do you think, Mr. Smith? That sounds amazing. All right. Let's do it. I wanted to do kind of some quick and dirty ways that you can tackle sticky situations that arise for all of us in our day in and day out life where we aren't, we're kind of caught off guard or we're just not told how to appropriately handle ourselves in these situations. And then it can really depend on if you're dealing with somebody who is a very different personality type, who maybe is more assertive or more aggressive and you tend to not be. Or perhaps the opposite is true. You tend to be a little bit more aggressive, so you're not sure how to softly say something to someone. So I'm going to give you a handful of different examples, so please be sure to have your pen and paper ready. First one relates to when you need to say no or when you need to decline, and it is buy yourself some more time. So a lot of times what happens is people will ask something of you, either are you able to help me move or will you be a co-signer on our loan (laughs) (laughs) or will you bake 400 cupcakes for the, the class by tomorrow? Something like that where you're kind of caught off guard and your gut response, especially if you tend towards the people pleasing arena, is to go, oh, okay, sure. I had a friend in California who would call it being the totally girl. Totally. I'll totally do that. It's the version of the yes man or the yes person, yes woman. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but it's it, it can be very, very common for those of you who are used to making everybody else happy or have that cloak of I'm responsible for every making everybody else happy. Mm-hmm. That if if I say no in order to take care of myself or because I simply just don't want to bake those cupcakes, then I'm somehow an asshole, which is absolutely not true. All right. So the way you can buy yourself some time is to say things like, how soon do you need to know? Can I get back to you? I'm going to need to double check my calendar. When do you need an answer? So that, and I would suggest coming up with uh, one specific phrase, not a ton of them, but one specific phrase that you could really see yourself saying. Because this is the one that we're usually caught off guard with, Mm -hmm. the request. And we really want to say no, and we feel this pull like we can't, which we actually can, but we just don't know how. So get your armor together so you've got something to do battle with, all right? Number one, buy yourself some more time. You can even say, if you're in a pinch, would you excuse me for one quick second? I'm going to be, I will be right back. Apologies. Run to the bathroom. Give yourself some time to even think of what else to say. Mm. Anything other than just saying, yeah, totally, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Buy yourself some time. One of the other things that I'll use with that is, you know what? I would really hate to say yes and not be able to follow through. I really need to double check my calendar or I really need to look at all of the things I've got going on that day. Hmm. So that you kind of turn it around as like, I don't want to let you down or I don't want to overpromise. Yeah. Something of that nature. Yeah, that's good. Number two 
is to use intention, using the word intention. So not necessarily setting your intention, but using that word in your phrasing. And it sounds like this. It's when you're broaching a conversation that's a little bit challenging or or a little bit hard. Let's say, let's say your best friend did something that really came across to you like they weren't considering your feelings or the effort that you had made for a function or something like that. You might say something like, you know, I seriously doubt it was your intention to put me out or to have me feeling any type of resentment. Yeah. You can assume what their intention is. Because a lot of times what we do when we feel wronged or when we feel upset is we just kind of want to come guns blazing and talk about why their behavior was shitty. Yeah. But if you take a step back and realize that most of us are just kind of operating in our own little world, kind of taking care of things as they come – That other person, especially if they're really close to you, they probably weren't trying to be a dick. Yeah, more than likely. Unless they were. and then (laughs) Unless you are, And then you've got some conversations to have. But it can be incredibly disarming to say to somebody, listen, I seriously doubt you intended to come across this way. Or I seriously don't think it was your intention to cause an upheaval in our schedule over here or whatever. But I just wanted you to understand what my perspective was or how I interpret it, which we're going to get to that in a second. You can also use it when you're talking about your intention. So this can be when you are saying something to somebody that you're pretty sure they're not going to be happy to hear about. So the example I've used plenty of times before on the show is if you have in-laws who, let's say, want to feed your children when they are in your in-laws care, they want to feed the children things that you really don't want them to consume. And when you talk to them, you could say something like, please know it's not my intention to tell you what to do or to cause a riff in the family or whatever it is that you're afraid they might think. Please know it's not my intention to this. It really is just about whatever it is, making sure that the kids are taken care of, really feeling respected in our choices as, as far as what they consume. Just that word can be really helpful both ways. Well, I think it it plays into exactly what you teach and what a lot of your programs are around. And that's either letting boundaries down or putting boundaries up. That's right. When they're appropriate. I love that you just said boundaries down and boundaries up. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like that could be a really great episode as well. Mm, and it, what that yeah. really is, is it's when to be vulnerable and when not to be. Yes. And then when to kind of stand up for yourself and when not to. Yeah. When good to good call. Yourself. I'm going to put that in the on the docket. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So if you're not familiar, I do a program that is incredibly robust and absolutely transformative. It's called Deep Down and Dirty. And it spans almost four months. And it is a very deep dive mentorship that is really designed to teach you all of these things so that they become more commonplace. And the real kind of nucleus of Deep Down and Dirty is truly worthiness. It's believing in yourself. It's enoughness, self-worth. And that infiltrates everything in your life. So I've seen people go through this work and quit smoking because they believe that they're enough and toxic relationships because they believe they're enough. Start brand new businesses because they finally believe in themselves. So we think it's all outside of ourselves. Like I'll be happy when I have the perfect partner. I'll be happy when fill in the blank. But what we don't realize is it, you have to come first. It's an inside job. So I actually have created a workshop. Some of you may have heard about it before. 
And it kind of chronicles how I work and why it actually transforms versus some other methodologies that you might have tried, like traditional therapy or just collecting podcasts or self-help books. So if you're out there and you're going, I cannot maintain another year in this self-loathing or just banking on, okay, if I get this new job, then I'll finally fucking be happy. Let me tell you, it's just, you're, you're just getting stuck in this perpetual chase of happiness. And it doesn't, I mean, we even see it with people who have abundance of success. How many celebrities who have everything that we would think would equal success and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. It, it, Jim Carrey has an amazing quote about that. He said something like, I'm going to butcher it, I'm sure, but I think everybody should accomplish their dreams and realize that that's not what brings them happiness. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Are you fact-checking it for I me? Am. And yeah, because you're so great. You're such a great podcast psychic. <laughs> uh, because it's so true. We think all these other things are going to bring it, and it's not. It's internal, no matter what, right? So if you are interested in that workshop, all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, have a watch through it, and it'll hit home or you'll be like, well, not for me. But if it is, you'll see an opportunity to talk to one of my coaches and discuss if Deep Down and Dirty is really the the right next step for you. Yeah, it's currently the only way in which I work. Did you find it? I think so. I hope everyone could get rich and famous and will have everything they ever dreamed of so they would know that it is not the answer. Yes. That's it? Yes. Good fact-checking, Mr. Smith. You know. I love it. (laughs) It's what a good psychic does. (laughs) That's right. So we've got, number one, buy yourself some time. Number two, use intention. Number three, call out your feelings. This is, okay, so nobody get too scared right now, first of all. Because I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to sound as scary. A lot of people are like, feelings? I don't want to have to talk about how I feel. (laughs) What is that F word? (laughs) This is the other F word. That's right. Call out your feelings. So this is what I mean by this. A lot of times I'll have somebody, a student, will say, oh my gosh, I've got to tell my partner this, or I've got to tell my best friend that, and I'm so nervous, or I feel like I'm making a huge deal out of nothing. or And I will always say, say that. Tell them that. So start off with a vulnerable statement like, you know, I am, I have been so nervous to talk to you today and I realize it's because I just genuinely want to get this right. Something like that. Like I, I really don't want to come from a place of, or I really, I really want to get this right. Or I've been so nervous or I'm afraid I'm making a huge deal out of it, but I know if the tables were turned, I would want you to say something. Something like that, where you're acknowledging your emotions. You can also do this if somebody catches you off guard and Mm. just say, to be honest, I'm a little caught off guard right now. Like, say it. (laughs) Right, right. Just say that. Because a lot of times what happens is when somebody asks us a question, we think we need to answer the question instead of just saying, like, you know what? I'm not really comfortable with that. Or, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Wow, I'm a little caught off guard right now. Can I please get back to you in in a few days? Or let me think about that for 30 minutes and I'll cruise by your office and let you know my thoughts. You don't have to immediately respond to somebody. So these are the things that I want you to think about. What do you come up against in your life, whether it's with your partner, at work, your besties, your family? When do you tend to not know what to say? 
And then use some of these hacks and decide which are the phrases that you could actually say and tweak it, tweak the language so that it suits you and that's something that you could actually get out of your mouth. So call out your feelings. If you're talking to your partner, saying something like, to be honest with you, I've been really unsettled about our conversation the other day. Uh, yeah, I've had plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> like me saying that? or you? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about me being unsettled in what I said. Oh, oh, and yeah. having to go back and do that. Yeah. All right. So we have number one, buy yourself some more time. Number two, use the word intention. Number three, call out your feelings. Genuinely use those as a great vulnerability entryway into starting a conversation. And number four, take responsibility of how you interpreted a situation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we will go into a conversation saying, you did this. You made me feel this. Yeah. And when when you hear those words, immediately you get defensive. You don't at all want to really listen or it, it's counterintuitive to really lish, listen to that other person's perspective when they're coming at you extremely accusationally. So regardless of what happened... And again, I'm talking about things that aren't extremely severe. Obviously, if if it's an abuse situation, somebody's hitting you, that uh, this is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking different. about where you have a situation in your household, maybe your partner did or didn't do something, and you interpreted it to mean that they don't care about the relationship, or they don't value your time, or they don't respect you, or it could be a boss or a best friend or something where you take a scenario and you say, it must mean this. I'll give you a perfect example that we, I think we talked about this just a few weeks ago on the podcast, but it was a way in which I was completely making up a story in my head. I'll, I'll make it really short. Mr. Smith had asked me if I was still doing workouts, a specific workout in the living room. In my head, I, that's all he said. He just said, are you still doing those workouts? I was like, no, that was the only thing that transpired. In my head, I started making this whole story up of, oh my gosh, he thinks I'm letting myself go. He's working out so much and he thinks that I'm gross and he's not attracted to me and blah, blah, blah. So in that moment, I called it out and said, here's what's happening for me in my head right now. Am I on to anything at all? Now, he could have said, yeah, I'm genuinely concerned about your health or I I, I know you are happier when you work out or whatever. There might be something to contend with. In this situation... He was like, uh, I just wanted to make sure I had him on, on my shit out of the living room so right. that you had room to work out. This is a perfect example of how we start creating a story about what somebody else thinks or feels about us, and then we'll keep gathering evidence to support that story. And this happens in our relationships all the time. So if we don't address something, if we don't say, hey, I just want to share with you how that landed over here. So these are the words to use. I just want to tell you a little bit, like kind of how I interpreted that situation that happened with us on Thursday. Interpreted is a good word. The way Mm -hmm. it landed, what I made up. I want to just, can I just share with you what just went off in my head or what I just made up in my head or what I made up about that conversation or that scenario or just saying what happened in my mind, something like that, where you're claiming what your process is. Now, 
I will add a little caveat that if you if you say that really kindly and you're really practicing vulnerability and you're really soft and the other person over and over again says, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry your mind is that way. I'm sorry you're, I'm sorry you interpret things like that. Then we might have a gaslighting situation going on. You know, that could be very much a manipulation because if you're genuinely softly connecting and you have to be doing that, you cannot be sarcastic because if you are saying, well, let me tell you how it landed over here. I'll tell you how I interpreted it. Oh, oh, let me tell you. And the other person is angry and retaliatory, like, sorry that you feel that way. They're just being defensive. Right. They are just being defensive because you are coming at them with so much aggression. That's why it is pivotal how you say it in the first place. The right? tone, right? Yeah. So take responsibility for how you interpreted the situation and address it, but use that language. Here's how it landed. Here's what I'm making up over here. I just did this with a couple of friends where I saw some stuff on Facebook and I was like, oh, okay, you've got money for this trip and that trip, but you can't come to my birthday. And so I said, hey, I just want to, I just, if the situation was reversed, I'd really want you to come to me. I just want to tell you the stories I'm making up in my head. And I would love to hear with what the truth is so that I'm not running around gathering evidence, right? This is the beauty of having a bunch of coach friends. And come to find out some of those trips were paid for by other people. Mm-hmm. And that they still, they didn't have the money. And it was, you know, things like that where you just don't know. Yeah. But had I had gone after these people and said, oh, nice, nice that you can, I see all your pictures on Facebook. So it would look great vacation. Thanks for coming to my birthday. You know, if I would have gone in guns blazing with that story reinforced in my head, we wouldn't have nearly been able to work out what we'd worked out. Yeah. All right. Number five, this is a, a pretty easy one. Bottom line, your reporting. Reporting is what I refer to when instead of saying what you need or what you mean, you give a big old long report about everything that's going on in your life. An example would be your boss says to you, any chance you can take care of this before you leave today? And instead of saying, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get to that. You go, I've got this at four o'clock. I've got this at five. I've got this at today. I've got to get this paperwork over here. And I've got to, instead of just bottom lining it right. and saying, God, I would love to be able to take care of that. My plate is full or I'm at my max. Any, and then counter offer. Any chance we could push it to tomorrow? Yeah. Any chance Jane can take care of it? Something like that. Yeah. Bottom line, you're reporting. This happens a lot in, in, spouses relationship you ask your partner hey any chance you can get to fixing the the washer or the dryer well i've got to go to this and i've got to go work out and then i've got to take the dog in and i've got to blah 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 blah, blah. like that's not what i asked (laughs) because what you're doing when you report is you're asking them to interpret that you're asking them to go oh she must have so much on her plate but that's not what they're hearing they're hearing Wait, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yes or no? Can you or can you not? Right? So think about what are those ways that I can decline? One of the things that I love to say is to own my overwhelm, right? This is part of owning your feeling. I'll be honest with you. If I add one more thing to my plate, I might snap. Mm -hmm. I would love to come through for you. I will tell you what. I don't think I can add one more thing to my to-do list. Write these down. 
y'all, and decide what you're going to use. All right. Number six, use humor and sarcasm only if you follow up with your true thoughts. Mm -hmm. I've used this one a few times before, where if you are, let's say you're you're out with a bunch of people and they say something that is racist or is uh, really offensive to you, you might say something like, oh, somebody didn't get the hashtag me too, you know, memo. Right. Or, you know, you might say something snide like that, but you have to follow it up with something like, seriously, though, I do take offense to those comments. Right. In all honesty, it does really bum me out when you say things like that about people who are paralyzed or, you know, whatever it is, whatever somebody's, for me, um, I cannot stand when people make fun of other people for how they look. So you could say something like, Okay, easy with your burn book. Seriously, <laughs> though, I really, it makes me really uncomfortable to pick apart people's physical appearance. I, I, yeah. I can't buy into that. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't say that kind of stuff around me. You have to follow it up. Otherwise, you're just a sarcastic asshole. And you're, again, expecting people to interpret what you're saying. Yeah. Because if you present it as a joke, it's likely going to be taken as a joke. If you do it in that manner and you don't follow it up with, but seriously, though, or in all honesty, then what they they get the free reign to go, oh, it's just a get over it, just a joke. And sometimes they might do that, too. Well, and, they also might do that in their head. Right. Like, you've left it up for interpretation. Right. Right. By saying the joke. You, you've kind of left it to them to go, oh, they were just joking, or, oh, there was something behind that, right? Like, they don't know. Or to just be, like, you know, if you say, oh, oh. easy with your burn book, like, ha totally. Right. And just la- don't get end. it at all. Yeah. So you have to follow it up with, no, seriously, I don't want to hear about people's imperfections. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. That's exactly. not cool. All right. Number one, buy yourself more time. Number two, use intuition. Number three, call out your feelings. Number four, take responsibility of how you interpreted the situation. Number five, bottom line, your reporting. Number six, use humor and sarcasm only if you follow it up with your true thoughts. Number seven, this is going to be kind of a culmination of everything we've got here. Create your own go-to statements. So take that inventory, as I was mentioning before, where do you get most stuck? Is it the boss who's always asking you to do stuff right before you're ready to leave? Is it your partner that you always are gathering evidence for and you're entering into the conversation really harshly and abruptly? Is it your best friend that you always are afraid you're asking too much so you sweep everything under the rug? Where are your most uh, sticky points and What are going to be your go-to statements? There are a litany in this episode, but it's up to you to write them down. One of the things that I highly suggest you do is to write them down in your words and practice them out loud. Bonus Hmm. points if you can do it in the mirror, but saying over and over again, how soon do you need to know? How soon do you need to know? Can I get back to you? Can I get back to you? Can I get back to you? Or... You know, whatever whatever else it might be. To be honest, I'm really nervous. To be honest, I'm really nervous. To be honest, I'm really nervous. I wanted to get this right. And where you're practicing and saying it over and over again. In fact, we know that there really are, there are very few ways that we can actually permeate, permeate the subconscious mind. But one of the major pieces of that is repetition because that is what creates habit. It forces itself through the critical function of the brain. But before it does that, 
it kicks back like crazy. Like, no, 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 that's not normal. That's not normal until we push enough times through repetition where the subconscious goes, okay, I guess we'll adopt that as a new phrase. Okay, I guess that's how we'll handle those situations. But you have to do it over and over and over again. That's how things become habit. All right, so number seven is going to be to create your go-to statements. What are they going to be? And that's going to be different depending on what you tend to be up against. Number eight, this is one of my favorites, temper the advice. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of the toughest ones for the junkies out there. When you learn new skills, when you learn new ways to contend with fear or to speak up for yourself or establish a boundary, you want to tell everybody. And a lot of times when somebody else is going through something trying or tumultuous, what they really want is empathy and and solace, comfort. Comfort. So they they really want you to console them. That's what I was looking for. I wasn't solace. I was like, what am I looking for? <laughs> they want uh, you to console them. But what do we do? We go, oh, well, you know what you need to tell your boss then? Oh, hell no. No, you need to tell your mom this. Or, oh, you know what would work really well? You should go listen to this podcast that I listened to. Oh, you need to see my therapist. Oh, just get to the gym a little bit more. I'll tell you what. When you move your body, you and we just have all of this advice. Advice, advice, advice. So here's what you say instead. You acknowledge what your instinct is. You say, I'll tell you my instinct right now is to tell you, all these pieces of advice, I'm sure that's not what you need right now. Tell me how to be amazing for you. Yeah, that's a great phrase. I use that all the time. You do. You, man, you win at husband with that for sure. (laughs) It's so easy. Instead of feeling like you have to come up with a solution. Yeah. Check in over there. I just passed the ball back. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's not my ball to carry. What what can I do for you? What do you need? How can I? Yeah. You say, what do you need? A lot. I really love that. But you can also acknowledge what your gut response is. You can also take it back if you start going, you know what? You might really like this. You, you know what? Let me let me stop myself right there. My instinct is always to say, here's a podcast or whatever. But what I really need to just say is, how can I support you? How can I be amazing for you? What do you need the most from me right now? I've even said specifically to my bestie and to you, are there specific things to say or not say around this? that are helpful mm. or not helpful. Mm-hmm, Please mm-hmm. tell me the specific phrases. And they may not know, but at least you're giving it up to them. You know, you're letting, allowing that to even be a thought. That's right. And if you have advice, you can say something like, I have some thoughts on, on things that might help. Let me know if you're interested. Yeah. That way it's up to them to source that. And it's not, I'm going to push this on you because that's about you. That's about you. A lot of times it's that we're so damn uncomfortable seeing our loved ones suffer that we want to just tell them how to fix it. Sure. But what we need, y'all, is empathy. That's what we want. All right? So temper that advice. And finally, number nine, ask for what you need. For example, in sort of that whole concept we were talking about with number three, calling out your feelings, I notice that if I'm extremely irritable, I will... First of all, I won't say, Mr. Smith, you are being irritating. I will claim my state, my emotions and say, you know what? I'm just, I'm really irritable right now. I need to go in the other room. 
it has nothing to do with you, but I state what I need. Or <laughs> we both kind of have this if we're eating breakfast where we really don't like to hear the other person chew. So we want to put <laughs> some music on. If I'm PMSing, I'm extra irritable about that. So I will say, gosh, I really don't want this to come off the wrong way. Any chance we can put some music on, I can just feel my skin crawling. <laughs> and, you know, in saying it like that, where I'm not going, oh, why do you have to chew like that? Right. Yeah. Gross. Right. It's yeah. claiming what you need and asking for what you need. And I do this a lot, too, with my best friends and colleagues where I'll say, I don't think I really need any advice. I think I just need to hear that I'm going to get through this. Or I think I just need to know that you're there for me. I asked this to a friend before who was going through some stuff with her her child. And she said, I just need to know that this is not my fault. And mm -hmm. so I was like, done. And like I was able to really support her in the way because she asked for what she needed. Now, you don't always get it. But you have to start learning how to advocate for what you need. So if you're going into a conversation, let's say, and it's really challenging, you might say, again, acknowledging your emotions, saying what's there for you. Oh, I'm so nervous to even get this out. What would mean so much to me is if, if you just let me get this all out before you respond. That's a simple way of asking for what you need. Let me get this all out. Or what I'm really requesting is any chance I can just have an hour by myself. Bottom line it. Get a lot more clear there. All right. So nine, kick ass. Communication hacks. Number one, buy yourself some more time. Number two, use the word intention. I'm sure it's not your intention to come across like blah, blah, blah. Number three, call out your feelings. To be honest, I'm a little caught off guard right now. Number four, take responsibility of how you interpreted the, the situation. I really wanted to share with you kind of how that landed for me over here. Number five, bottom line, you're reporting. Instead of going on and on and on and on about your life or your day, just say, to be honest with you, I can't add one more thing. I wish I could come through with you, come through for you. Number six, use humor and sarcasm only if you follow up with your true thoughts. Oh, easy over there with the white supremacy. No, in, in all seriousness, I do think it, this is probably a, a challenging topic for us to discuss. So maybe we should table it for right now. Something like that. I'm not on the same page as you. I think we should probably not have great this. examples, Mrs. Smith. Well, I'm trying to give you, trying to give it to you. Or Miss Smith, excuse me. Ms. Ms. Yeah, it's a Ms. It's no one's business if I'm married or not. Number seven, create your go to statement. So peruse this whole episode, jot down the ones that are going to work for you, and then also rehearse them. Actually rehearse them. Number eight, temper your advice. My instinct right now is to tell you what to do. I'm sure that's not what you need. How can I be amazing for you? Number nine, ask for what you need. I'm really irritable right now. I It has nothing to do with you. I need to just take an hour to be in the bedroom. Don't try to be the fucking hero. This is when we want to rally. This is when, you know, I we had a situation like this on vacation where you were like, what's going on with you today? How? What's going on? Are you okay today? And I was like, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just a little down. And those are the situations where we don't want to say we're irritated. We don't want to say that we're feeling down. And so we try to bypass it. And that's when the snark comes out. Yeah, that's right. And so then you can go, what can I do? How can I be amazing? And then I can ask for what I need. I just need to be by myself for a little bit. Yeah. See how it works? Yeah, it works out pretty nicely. 
And let me just say, we've had 22 years to practice this. That's right. And I teach this. So be very, very gentle with yourself. I want you to just pick a handful of these or even the most potent one, the one that challenges you the most. And commit to trying it in words that resonate for you. So tweak these statements that I've shared, but for God's sake, do something different. You've got to say something different if you want to start changing these habits. And it's possible. You can do it. Anything else you wanted to add to them? Uh, I think, what's the, okay, when you have uh, divorce papers Ooh. and there's like, why didn't this work out? What's the number one thing that's in that box? Erectile dysfunction? I don't know how to pronounce Erectile dysfunction? No. Erectile dysfunction. Why can't I say it? Irreconcilable. What is it? Irreconcilable differences. Irreconcilable. Irreconcilable. Irreconcilable differences. Sibilance. 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 Check. Check one. Sibilance. Check. Check two. Sibilance. All of these things that you're giving, I mean, obviously I'm using the relationship, you know, marriage as an example, but all of these things prevent irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's irreconcilable differences. I can barely say it now. It's irreconcilable if you do these things. It's reconcilable. (laughs) But it's irreconcilable because you haven't communicated it. That's right. That's the main thing. Well, and it's that thing that people say, like, I hate confrontation. I'm like, fucking join the club. nobody, Nobody really enjoys it. The precious few like to yeah, fight. Like a UFC fighter. Right. Yeah. They're looking for that. But most and, and people. There, and there's yeah. also people that are a little bitter about things and they look for a fight. Yeah. But for the most part, people aren't. Nobody wants to com- confront you. Nobody wants nobody to have likes that. tough Nobody likes it. Yeah. And so it's, get over it. If you have to change your perspective on how you're looking at it. Yes. You're looking at it like, oh, we're going to get into an argument. And it won't be an argument if you talk about it in these ways. That's right. And you move through the issue. Yes. Like this Which situa- is the main point, right? The situation we were talking about, about the workout. If I would have let myself stew. And harbored it, yeah. I would have started looking for all these evidence all throughout our life of why you thought I was letting myself go or you weren't attracted to me. Or how I'm letting myself go or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then self-talk yeah. coming into play. But if you just get it out and say, hey, that just kind of landed a little weird. Can I toss this over to you and see what? Am I on to something here? You can just squash it right then, and then there's not even a thing. No (laughs) irreconcilable. You can do it. I can't. Yes, you can. Come on. Irreconcilable. (laughs) (laughs) I have a college degree, Dan. Irreconcilable? I don't know why. There's another word that I have a really hard time with. That's funny. I can't remember what it is. (laughs) I have a degree. I have a college degree. (laughs) I own a Dodge Stratus. I drive a Dodge Stratus. All right. So you will listen to me. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all so much for hanging out and listening. And if you are interested in in digging deeper and what the whole Deep Down and Dirty program is all about, catch that free workshop. You'll have so many aha moments. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and you can watch it completely for free and you'll see what to do for the next steps if you're interested. And other than that, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out.